This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. Hello, welcome to Neighbours. This is the Neighbours Recap Podcast. We are live from the Pirate Net Studios and we are recapping the last five episodes of Neighbours that just aired. I'm Vaya and I have a new guest this week. I have Connor Ayres. Hello everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. No worries. And Connor and I used to do community radio back in the day. <laughs> we did. And can I just say that this setup is a whole lot more t- technologically sound than <laughs> what we used to deal with. Yeah. In fact, we used to work in Melbourne's equivalent of the Pirate Net <laughs> Studios, Pirate FM. <laughs> <laughs> it was, except the, the music wasn't as groovy. Well, actually, speaking of groovy music, we should actually touch on the giveaway that we're running at the moment. It's for the Neighbours 30th Anniversary CD and Connor, you you like your music? I do, I do. It's got a bit of got a bit of everything on there. What, Little, is, what are some of the highlights? Oh, something for Kate. See, you know what I like about this? It's all Australian. Paul Kelly, the Jezebels, oh, the Triffids. I've never heard of the Triffids. Oh, get amongst it. Apart from the book, the ones in the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, I think I, I like that. Oh, no, hang on, the wombats. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the wombats have let me down. Well, there's it's high Australian content. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah. And I like that. They used to do that all the time, that pirate radio yeah. situation where they'd always like play young Australian yeah. music. I think that's fantastic. And they were doing that the other day, I did notice. So if you want to win the CD, it's open internationally, I've been asked. Drop us an email, neighbourspod at gmail.com and just say you want to be entered and give me your details. And I'm going to draw it in the next episode of Neighbours. Now, Connor, I need to ask you. Oh, Yes. It's been a while. It's been a while between drinks for you, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a very thirsty 20 years, I think, <laughs> since I last watched Neighbours. No, maybe not that long, but yeah, it has been a couple of decades. So when you tasked me with yes. with watching, yeah. you know, which I was more than happy to do, it's not that I have anti-neighbours, I just dropped off. Yeah, sure. Oh man, who are these people? <laughs> I know Lou, I know Carl, I know Susan. You know Paul? I know Paul. Yeah. And that is all I've got for you. Well, that's a good, strong foundation. Well, well, <laughs> is it? Because <laughs> um, I know that I sat watching the first episode on um, oh, the Tuesday yeah, yeah. blinking yeah. at the TV. Going, Wah, ah. <laughs> well, I often do the same and I know who these people are. But so what was your era? Your... Um, oh, God. Um, my era would have been, what's his face? <laughs> I can't even remember the guy that went to house. Jesse Spencer. Jesse Spencer. Yeah, for sure. Brooks Atwell, yeah. that era. Same. That was my golden era as yeah, well. Yeah, but but to be honest, I can't remember. Oh, and then old mate who dated the footballer. Um, Stephanie McIntosh. Yeah, I got into it around that time as well. That was probably my uni days. Yeah, great. And then, yeah, so since then. Yeah, no, that's pretty solid. Yeah, thanks. That's not 20 years ago. <laughs> Feels like it. A lot's <laughs> happened in that time, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yes. So I'll catch you up. So we'll take it back to Monday's episode. This is episode 7096. So what's happened on the Friday before that is old mate Paul Robinson has collapsed because he has phokemia. He has fake cancer. What? Does he really? Yeah. Well, he, well, he has pretend. Yeah. Because. Like as in his acting or his character his is faking character. leukemia? No, his character thinks he has real leukemia. But this other doctor, Dr. Dick, Dr. Nick, he <laughs> he wants to build a cancer centre at Erinsborough Hospital. And to get Paul across the line, he thought, 
let him think he's got cancer so he'll push through this proposal to build the centre. So he's like giving him chemo, making him sick. Yeah, we'll get into the chemo. We'll get into his issues because there's a lot of questions that he should be asking that he does not ask of his doctor who's treating him in his penthouse suite. Yeah, that's that was another thing. I can't figure out if this is a doctor or just some shonky businessman because he just visits in his suit, sits down on the couch. <laughs> like Toadie as well, there's a lot of business being done around the dining Living room rooms. tables. Yeah. yeah. Like hire an office space. Like maybe they could, you could all put in. Do it together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's one at Lasseter's, isn't For there? For sure. <laughs> Next to Harold's. Or one of the conference rooms or the community hall where they do yoga sometimes. Mate, even on the roadside next to the memorial. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay, all right. So we'll start off Monday. Paul gets up. He's just collapsed and he can't get on to Dr. Dick and he can't get on to Naomi, who's he's hired as his assistant. And he calls Carl. So now Carl's in on it. He says, oh, Carl, I've got to tell you, I've, I've got cancer. And Carl probably should have given him the once-over, I think. <laughs> Carl just goes, all right. What did he do? Well, he just kind of took his word that Dr. Dick had checked everything out and given him the right amount of chemo and all of this. And it's Does like, all right. Dr. Carl know Dr. Dick? Yeah, he, he's got a bit of a man crush on him because he wanted to woo him to get him to build the cancer centre. Uh-huh. At Erinsborough Hospital. Mm. Um, but he knows, this is my biggest outrage, he knows. So Dr. Dick's been sexually harassing Georgia. He's basically made a bet that he would sleep with one of the nurses. Mm. And everyone found out and no one's reported him and no one sued him. So Carl's like, oh, I know you don't like the guy because he made that bet about you. I'm like, Carl. No, you... it's not just about the bet, Carl. <laughs> you need to be taking this to the hospital board and getting him sacked. But does he? He still wants a cancer centre, though, does he? True. Yeah, I guess cancer wins out in the Mate, end. Mate, the real winner here is politics and cancer. <laughs> All right. So now the Turners have come back. The Turner family. You may remember Lou's daughter Lauren Carpenter from the nineties. So she's back as a new actor now. Right. And her, her husband is the one that just died. Dad yes. cop. Yes. Oh yes, yes. Her. Yes. And the Turners are back from Mount Isa where their older son lives, uh, is visiting because he's left the show so they can't bring him back for the funeral. So they all had to fly up to Mount Isa to see the son. For a minute there I thought you said Mount Eliza. (laughs) Well, we're back from our really long trip from Mount Eliza. (laughs) Mate, it's a 40-minute drive. (laughs) Come to the funeral. Even then, they were in Mount Isa for about two days. That's like a two-hour flight. Yeah, like stay stay a week, see some sights, see like go hang, to the beach, hang out with your eldest son, nurse him through why, his grief. Why could he not come back? Because he's not on the show anymore. <laughs> they didn't give him a reason. They just said Mason is in Mount Isa. We will go there because <laughs> we cannot run in another character. Nah. Right. So they, they the Turners decide to work through their pain and they go and visit the roadside memorial that's in place for their dad. So it's a couple of bunches of flowers. That's it, really? Yeah, a framed picture. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of the blue and white um, ribbons for the police. police. Yep. But meanwhile, so the girls are going through all their emotions. Meanwhile, Bailey, the teen son, he's not coping. He's down in the dumps. And then Daniel, Daniel Robinson, Scott and Charlene's son. Oh. Yes. It makes sense. Yes. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. (laughs) I'm up. Scott and Charlene's son says, why don't you make yourself feel better, do some housework. I'm like, if someone tells me to do housework when I'm sad, they can get out of my house. <laughs> so we have this point where Bailey's like, all right, I'll try and start the lawnmower. 
And oh, Bailey. Bailey and looks like he's never been able to start anything in his life. No. I didn't even know they had a lawnmower. But, so he's trying to get it going. He can't get it going. Daniel comes to help him and then he blasts Daniel and pretty much says what I've always wanted to say to Daniel. Like, get out of here. You're a hippie. <laughs> you're not good enough for my sister. <laughs> get out of here. And he's not. And what's with the hair? Exactly. And the track pants. What's with the pants? And he wears a lot of vests. Oh, Scott and Charlene are really disappointed in themselves with that creation. Yes. And like they've never come back to visit him. So clearly they're <laughs> like, well, we've got one more kid up here. Let's just focus on her because <laughs> he's a lost cause. He lived in a cult for a while. Oh, of course he did. And then they tried to bring the cult down here. And so Amber and Daniel like almost joined the cult, which was just one girl. And, and let me guess, was it shot at Black Ben Lake and everybody was barefoot? And... Oh, um, no, just Lassiter's Lake. <laughs> <laughs> the budgets dwindled a little bit since the days of Billy Kennedy oh. and him shooting at Box Hill Pool or wherever he yes. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, there's another Wadding Road at Husband, uh, another Wadding Swim Pool at Husband Road. Oh, where sure. I sure. used to have my swimming lessons. That's why. Did I you swim in the same pool as Billy Kennedy? I sure did. I shared chlorine. Oh, it's very special. So now Imogen, she was stuck down the well with Daniel. Ah, She's yes. in love with him. And then they fell down the well and he missed his wedding. And she was like down the well going, by the way, if we went down this well and there was no Amber, would would you would I be with a chance? And he was like, I'm flattered, but. <laughs> <laughs> Even if we were stuck down a well for the rest of our lives, I still won't make out nah. with you. Poor little chicken. She's been through a lot. Both of them have been through a lot. And so the problem is they got pulled out of the well, then the cop died. So no one, they haven't had time to go through their feelings about how they're facing their mortality down the well because they haven't had psychological treatment for being down the well. So now they're, they're stuck talking to each other. Imogen's like, oh, I don't want to go see Amber. Her dad's just died, but I don't know what to say to her because it's all about Imogen now. She's like, well, you know, this is about my problem. Yeah. Like, just go to your friend, say, sorry, your dad died. Can I do anything for you? That's yeah. all you got to do. But her explanation as to why she didn't want to do that makes absolutely no sense at all. Which which one? It was, uh, every time I, I go to see her, to, to tell her that I'm there for her, I feel nauseous and dizzy and, and I, just, I, can't, I just can't do it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Your friend's dad's died. Yeah. Get over that. <laughs> Maybe you had a bad prawn. Like take like, take some rescue remedy. <laughs> harden up and go over there. Her dad died. Yes. You, yeah, you fell down a well. Like you can you can address that in your own time. Mm. Write a card. Take it make a casserole. She made she used to make casseroles when um hot cop, constable mechanic, oh. when his dad died. Uh, sorry, when his fiance died. <laughs> Last year, and she got the hots for him, and so she started making food and taking it over to him. And like, oh, she's like an 18, 17 year old girl taking him casseroles. Oh, she's a piece of work. <laughs> oh, see, I've been on her side all week a little bit. Oh, well, I go back and forth with her. Yeah. Because sometimes I think I look at her and go, oh, God, yeah, I was you. <laughs> what were you making casseroles well, for a hot I, cop? Didn't go that far, but I, I, I was one step away from casseroles, I think. <laughs> Well, I might just push you in the pool if I see you do that more. Oh, that's coming up later. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So Imogen can't deal. So she just talks to Daniel and who she says, oh, I'm not in love with him now because we've been down the well and that's all over. 
because we all know that happens. You tell somebody you love them. You've had deep-seated yeah. feelings towards a person. That person says, I don't feel the same way about you. You go, oh, well, <laughs> I'll move on then. Okay, job I'm done. done. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and Paige and Amber spot them chatting and, and Paige starts to arc up like you were down the well with another girl's fiancé, you told him you loved him, now you're still having chats, like this is not okay. And then so anyway, we end Monday with Bailey at the Roadside Memorial. He's gone oh, back down there. Yes. And he has lost it and he has trashed the memorial. He's jumped up and down on all the flowers and kicked them around. Poor little thing. Yeah. It's grief. It's called grief. Yeah. This has irked me yes. all week. Oh, my mum, oh, he was just getting better and then, oh, no. no. You know what? He's grieving. Yes. Like him eating a muffin or two isn't going to solve his, you know, heartbreak. Yeah. The loss of his father. And it's only happened like four days ago. Yeah, let's let's give the kid, yeah, the way that they kept talking about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, he's not, he is not good at all. Well, no, he's going through the stages of grief. Let's yeah. just let him do that yeah like let him play video games for a few days <laughs> yeah. like it's gonna be fine let him skip breakfast leave the lawns call jim's mowing <laughs> yeah you can't ask that skinny little fella to pull do hard labor to, to you know work out his grief that's nah. not just let the kid trash a memorial yeah it's <laughs> cathartic <laughs> it is so tuesday is when connie you jump back on board mm, yes so we start with the roadside being trashed and the Turner girls are livid. They want to call the cops. Oh, God, they fly off the handle, the Turner girls. <laughs> <laughs> just because, yeah, she flew off the handle yeah. at Bailey when he was all like, it's just the mem- it's a stupid memorial anyway, like yeah. before they, they knew yeah. that, that it was Bailey trashing yeah. it. You know, and God, Paige. She, yeah. I, I think she almost hit him. He just, leave again, leave the kid, leave alone. The kid alone. His dad died. And so we'll get to Paige in a second because you had some opinions about Paige. Do I ever, Vaya? <laughs> do I ever? <laughs> and I feel like I need to talk you around a bit. <laughs> but I do – I have some issues with Paige this week too. But now here's the thing as well. Don't call the cops because someone chucked some flowers away. Like the Erinsborough Police Station is flat knacker. They've, they're down a member. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> they don't have time to be running around checking on who's – Trash some flowers. Fingerprinting Ramsey Street over the yeah 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 they don't. That's true. So calm down on calling the cops. <laughs> Meanwhile, Imogen's still opening up to Daniel about how she doesn't know how to comfort Amber in her time of need, mm. and she kept saying, "Oh, I've got to study. I've got to study. I've got to study." I'm like it's uni. Yeah, <laughs> just it's uni, and she does it in the backyard, from what I can tell. <laughs> she goes out to the outdoor setting she got from Bunnings, or the fam got from Bunnings. <laughs> studies out there that's a, that's one of the new sets like that outdoor setting uh, they, i was going to ask about that they do a lot of action out there in that backyard lots of turf yeah <laughs> astro turf <laughs> which is hey that's fine hey it's you know it's it's suburbs it's okay so lauren loz by the way is straight onto it she knows her son she she can tell he's really defensive about the memorial she goes hey look did you trash it and then he completely flies off the handle at his mum you know, it's great, great work. The two of them—they're pulling it. They're pulling out all the stops. Lots of hand acting, yes. though. Lots of hand yeah, acting. Well, yeah. Well, they—they've got to stay in the same spot, so you know they can't move around the whole house and yep. <laughs> chuck <All right>. stuff. <laughs> True, but could they? Well, yeah. <laughs> I look. I don't know. I haven't been through this. Maybe if, if I experience tragedy, I'll start gesturing with my big hand movements. Did, like, did they look like vaudeville <laughs> stage? 
singing people. <laughs> it was all out here, shoulder height. God, the visuals. I wish this was a visual podcast. <laughs> Do you know that? Because so here's the problem. I always have the problem with how they don't deal with mental health on this show. Mm. So when Bailey was going through a hard time because he lost the family fortune because he got catfished by Svetlana from Russia. <laughs> Bailey is a hot mess. <laughs> And Paige tried to make it better for him by putting on a sock puppet theatre. Mm. It's like, just get rid of Dr. Dick, bring in a psychologist, line them all up. Yeah. And, and God, that's like, you know what? I'm going to go to uni. I'm going to study psychology. I'm going to set up a practice in yes. Erinsborough because, my God, I'd be making a fortune. That's what Imogen needs to do. Get rid of the legal studies. <laughs> she wants to be a lawyer. Because she does. she used to watch Boston Legal. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I know I did. But I wanted to be a nun when um, Brides of Christ was on, so (laughs) TV ruled my life. So apparently Lou and Lauren were supposed to have stayed up in Mount Isa a little bit longer to look after Mason, the older kid. Right, Mason Jar. Which we, Mason Jar, (laughs) we we call him Munter. (laughs) But apparently it was only like three hours longer because they were back later that day. So it was like, we're going to catch the five o'clock flight <laughs> instead of the three o'clock flight. <laughs> we're going to catch the city flyer because yeah. we know that we'll get extra two hours in the Qantas Club, <laughs> get some yes. extra savvy bees in us <laughs> before our flight. So that was weird. Like, stay a week. Don't stay two extra hours. <laughs> so then we have this lovely, lovely moment where Bailey at the end of the episode heads back down oh. to the memorial and helps his sisters and mum like, gather up the flowers and straighten the photo frame and it was really sweet. It was, except for Paige's face. Paige's face was not sweet. It was patronising. <laughs> um, oh, here he is. You could just see it. Yeah. Like, they didn't know who you were six months ago, Paige, so <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> so we leave the Turners because they're getting us down. So now we... This is the light relief for the week. We've had two weeks of tragedy. <laughs> Kids down a well, dad dying. Now, to break all of that up, we have Carl in Lycra. Like, why wouldn't you? Of course. Josh w- Willis, who I call Pastori Josh, because he's always um, stalking Amber and like, <laughs> trying to get back with her and she's not interested. And he's been doing community service because he coward punched someone la- late last year. Wow. It's just ripped from the headlines. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And he's decided he's going to TAFE. He's going to Eden Hills TAFE. <laughs> and look, two weeks ago, he hadn't even signed up. He was just getting some brochures. But now he's like, he's in classes, he's got homework, he's doing health. Is it health Is it, or is it just like one of those Sage Institute of Personal Training courses, you know, that you... <laughs> that are advertised on the radio constantly. That'd be way better for him because he worked at the Dingo's gym, oh. which was essentially one room with a treadmill and an exercise bike and a yoga mat. <laughs> Sounds like my gym experience. <laughs> actually. That's a good circuit. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, go quickly. Around the mat. He did. He could do a Sage Institute training traineeship and it'd be yeah. perfect for him because he used to be a Commonwealth Games level swimmer. Exactly. Perfect. But no, it's just... It's TAFE for him. Eden Hills TAFE health class. I don't quite know. I didn't even do health in high school. So no, it, no, But it seemed like high school level assignments he was doing for this class. Yes, it did. It, it was like a project. It was like he was going to chart it on a project for Mrs. Botterill and <laughs> hand it back in and get 16 out of 20 <laughs> again. Oh, I am regressing. <laughs> in, on poster board and like yeah. 
colored yeah. paper. Yeah, with the Derwent's, like get your Derwent Derwent watercolors out and really draw a big picture of like somebody's fat gut and do borders around the edge where you do the three lines and then connect them and make yes. a chain. And- yes, and you have have it at the top. What's his name? Josh Willis. Josh Willis's body project <laughs> health four C, and then. <laughs> Oh, no, you do that writing in shadow writing, of course. obviously. Or bubble writing. Bubble yeah. writing. If you can – God, you were good. Well, I had the lettering book. <laughs> Did you get your pen licence for that? Or we, we were still working in – I already had here. my pen licence. Oh, that was – you yeah. graduated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those – and those um, green – I used to do it in, like, green, like, ivy with little leaves. Yes, totally. Yeah. Yep. So that's what his project that's was. what he's going to do. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Because he's measuring, like, Carl's BMI. Yeah, and was he? No. no. Can Carl can just do that himself. Yeah, Carl's a that's that was my big question. Yes. Carl's a doc. Yeah. Just get your blood pressure, get a do someone valaki. to take yeah. a bloody take your stethoscope. And Su- Susan will have all that stuff. She's got MS, comes and goes. True. So she's got kits. She'll and have things. She's in good shape yeah, too. She's, she's in great nick. Great. Yeah. As the BMI test. Yes. Yes, showed. So Josh, that's the other thing. That's the other cute thing is he's wandering around to all the neighbours' houses, going, "Can you help me with my project?" I know. And could you also sponsor me for the MS Readathon? <laughs> Susan would. She would be chucking down a hundred, hundred smackers for she, the MS Readathon. She wouldn't care that old Maida has an, um, has made up the books and not actually read no. them, like what I did. Have you read Grug? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> Actually, on that yes. as well. So the whole big the big thing was like, oh, it's Carl. Yeah. Carl's the unhealthy one. Carl's the one with the big gut. Yes. Uh, have we seen Toadie and Lou lately? <laughs> look, look, yep, yeah, sure. The thing is, Toadie's come good. He's He's gone through light and easy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he has too. <laughs> That's right. But that would be integrated marketing, wouldn't it? Isn't that a well, bit cheeky? Toadie... Toadie isn't on light and easy. Ryan Maloney was on light and easy. Oh, but they are one in the same, but, they are. But that is a genius manoeuvre. I don't know why they didn't work that in. <laughs> yeah, because it'd be on like the Erinsborough branded one that's yes. like called, you know, slight and sleazy or something. <laughs> yeah, because they always do off-brand things. Yeah. Instead of Google, they have Poodle. <laughs> poodle? Yeah. Or sometimes it's just the search engine and there's a train. <laughs> they type it into the train. So that's good engine, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, so yeah, slight and sleazy. Well, that that could that could be next week. They could all they could all try the instant lasagna. Um, and Lou, okay, my issue here is Lou, right? Your son-in-law died like five days ago. Yes, and he is chipper. Like he had some pep this week. He really did. But did you hear? I think they must have realised that when they were shooting because he had he delivered that line when they were in the cafe, when yeah. they were in Harold's, yeah. having their cappuccino before going on a 40K bike ride yeah. or whatever. And um, Lou goes, oh, this is just what – this is great. After what I have been through. <laughs> and Carl, like, does a sympathetic hand on his shoulder for, like, a second. And then Tony's like, right, so where are we heading tomorrow? Yeah. And I thought, oh god, okay, they've ticked that box. Yeah. Well, they could have. They may as well have just said, "Didn't like my son-in-law that much. Great, he's he's out of my life. I can concentrate on getting in shape. Yeah, life being it. <laughs> Literally, yeah. norm, norm, norm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bounce, 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 bounce. And okay, so they've decided they're all going to cycle to get back in shape because Carl can't handle being out of shape. I don't know how he didn't figure that out as a doctor, but that's fine. Busy man. 
busy it, trying to get the cancer ward happening in yeah. the hospital. The guy's got some things going yeah, on. he's got to ignore some sexual harassment. It's like that time I went to an <laughs> ear, nose and throat doctor and he had the biggest nose I've ever seen. And I'm like, you've got the facilities to fix this. Anyway. <laughs> huge. <laughs> Could stop looking at his nose. Anyway. I guess... <laughs> It's always the, the stuff that's close to home that you can't sort out. So well, plumber's house is never fixed. Yep. <laughs> and all that. So Carl and Lou are exercising mm. and Carl asks Josh, oh, can you just test me again? Because you didn't have my good side before. And there was this whole bit about his sensitive area because we always have hints to Carl and Susan's. They are rabbits, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. I love that. It's great. It's good. It's good. It's healthy. Except sometimes they take it out into the public domain. Like they they had this blue box that's under their bed and when it got went missing and Oh my god. Yeah. What was in the blue box? We, well we have to just use our imaginations. There's we've we've just we've listed a few things that we think might be in the box, like some handcuffs, some toys, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good on them. Yeah, good, good on, on them again. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're in their prime. They're they're they life being it. <laughs> bounce, 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 bounce. <laughs> And and Josh is like, I'm not going to measure you again because I already know. And, and you're also a doctor, mate. Yeah. You know that there is no side. So then the next thing you know, cut to all the men are wearing lycra cycling outfits. Oh. And where did they get? Can I just ask? They had like professional like Cadell Evans. They did. Lycra and, suits. And when they were all talking about, oh, yeah, I, could, I think I could rustle up a bike. Well, you also rustled up some padded <laughs> lycra as well at the same time. Yeah. Where was that hanging out? Like, if I'm going to suddenly exercise, I'll throw on, like, a pair of leggings and a T-shirt that's in the back of my cupboard. Like, and that's as good as it gets. Yep. Yep. If, Same here. If I'm lucky, there's a sports bra in there. Yeah. Well, we weren't not lucky with this vision that no. walked through their door. It was one after the other. It was a yeah. parade of tight, ugly cycling gear that yeah. no one needs to see. And that was the first episode you watched and in like a decade mm. and I was like I'm sorry and actually I did get a text from you because I watched it back um I was at a dancing class wearing my own version of lycra yes. and <laughs> got a text from you saying oh boy <laughs> I'm sorry about this yeah and so Susan is horrified Susan is the voice of the audience because she's just she's got sheer terror on her face and she calls them mammals middle-aged men in lycra liked it yeah gold what I didn't like though shouldn't you just be supporting your partner for getting in shape no matter what like you don't have to scorn him like she scorned him he's just going for a lazy 40k bike ride with a cappuccino at the end in an ordinary circumstance i would say sure yes but susan's been through a lot with carl in the last couple of years like he brought home a giant ceramic pig like last year ugly because he wanted an animal and that's as close as he could get and he is he five yeah, exactly. Okay, and, yeah, so she, yeah. And he's writing erotic – he wrote erotic fiction and like half of their sexcapades are in the book. And <laughs> so she's had a lot to put up with from him, you know. I think fair enough. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah. Look, I didn't know the backstory. But fair also enough. she could just go, yeah, all right, and go into the next room. Yeah. She doesn't have to watch it. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but as you said, she is the voice of the viewer. Yes. So the next thing you know, you've got Toadie, you've got Lou, you've got Carl sitting around the table trying to plan their route around what time the nice patisserie in Anson's Corner opens. <laughs> that 
That's right. They said, oh, so so we'll do it at 6. Nah, let's make it 6.30 because then the patisserie opens at 7. We'll yeah. get there right on time. And granted, that's the way I want to exercise. I do want to exercise around when I can get a croissant. Well, yeah, it's like a carrot dangling at the end, yeah. you know. And Josh is putting this fitness regime together. He doesn't think to go, hey, guys, <laughs> don't eat a croissant. All right. Maybe we can have some kale chips instead. <laughs> or maybe, maybe just don't have this storyline. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. Josh, I'd love to see him just stand up in protest and go, you know what, guys, this is not working for me at all. <laughs> I'm doing a project on, on jonquils and how they grow. Instead, Mrs. <laughs> Bottrell will love that. <laughs> Oh, Josh. So, okay, we finished Tuesday with something quite controversial. So Imogen at this point has finally got her act together and gone and comforted Amber. She took a nausea pill. Yes. She's fine. She was able to say, I am sorry for your loss. And that was nice. That was a nice little hug moment. Yeah. But then after the hug, Imogen goes to Daniel and says, I did it. I consoled your fiancé. Go me. Is that meantime, where the hell is Daniel consoling? Like, he hasn't been... No. And he, they get back from Manizer and he goes, oh, there's no milk. Daniel, go get milk. Like, you should have already picked up milk on the way through so the family could have it there, ready. This guy <laughs> is a piece. Plus, he's been living in Paul's penthouse, rent-free, and he runs the off-air bar, which is the Pirate Net Studios with some... Um, cocktails in jars right and, and which paul funded as well so he's got he a pretty free free and easy ride yeah pick up the milk daniel yeah. get you it together bastard <laughs> so then imogen comes round again she's all sorted she her phone beeps Paige is having a nice autumn swim in the pool yeah that was another thing that was really irking me yeah. like watching it's been cold this week yeah. and that's sunny I'm just thinking, oh, the English market, of course. The UK market will be loving this. But I feel sorry for the English market because they're going to buy their flights to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they are in for a rude awakening. And they're going to pack their bikinis and that bikini's not leaving the suitcase. <laughs> that bikini's going nowhere. No. Which actually Paige probably could have left that bikini in the suitcase <laughs> as well. It was hideous. Like, just stick a one-piece on. It's just the backyard pool. Yep, yep. Exactly. And you weren't having a pool party. You were, you were doing some laps, yeah. mate. I know what I do. when If I'm doing laps in a bikini... Things get come out. Things pop out. Wear a one piece. Put your goggles on. Chuck a swimming cap on, and go for it. So she looks at Imogen's phone and sees that Daniel's been texting, and then she loses her tiny mind at Imogen. Yes. Now. Yes. The glee on her face when she was scrolling through those texts yeah i thought bravo because yep. my face would have been the same like <laughs> oh, this is gold but what did she actually read because it was innocent yeah it was just oh i hope you're feeling better we had a tough time down the well we have <laughs> lots of feelings about that should we go and seek counseling for our time down the well nah <laughs> sonia's back soon we'll go talk to her <laughs> so Paige then screams at Imogen and says, stop hanging out with Daniel. I told you not to talk to him. And then calls her a skank and then piffs her into the pool. <laughs> piffs is yeah. right. That was a, it was a mighty push. I was shocked by the word skank. Yeah. She has done nothing. Mate, sisters are doing it for themselves, aren't they? <laughs> I had some problems because I've loved Paige up until now because she tells it like it is. She, she tells, no. She's the only sensible one. She doesn't take people's crap. 
and this week she went mental. She real she's a bitch. Yeah. She she was an utter mole. Yeah. Do not like my only at all. justification has to be so she's up for a Logie for best newcomer, right? Mm. My theory is she's become beloved and they've gone, Well, we gotta get we've got to bring her down to the same level as all the other characters so that everyone can love them equally. Mm. Let's really make her look ho- horrible this week. Yeah, well they did a good yeah. job. And she did a good job. Yeah. Petulant <laughs> bitch. Sorry. <laughs> Saying that too much. All right, so that was Tuesday. Now Wednesday, right? Mm. Imogen has a great reaction for someone who's just been chucked in a pool. She jumps out of the pool and screams at Paige. <laughs> and screams good and hard. Yeah. She's Teraja's daughter, Rebecca Omaloglu's daughter. Oh, so, she, so she's, she's learnt how yeah. to throw some shade. She's inherited the pipes. <laughs> and my question is, how do the neighbours not hear this? Like, no one comes running out of the house. Well, that's what – because she was going to visit the grieving daughter. Yeah. So – yeah, no one. Nah. Soundproof, double glazing. Double glazing. <laughs> Probably. No one. No one sticks their head over the fence going, you all right, girls? <laughs> Everything okay here? Maybe they just thought it was like a couple of birds, you know, the Erinsborough birds having a real like <laughs> fighting a tree or something. I don't know. Or maybe they thought it was like the sixth stage of grief. Like True. Cat fight. Cat <laughs> At this point, Imogen pushes Paige back into the pool. Which completely defeats the purpose of being, considering she is in her bathers and has just gotten out of the pool. Yeah, so. it's like, all right, I guess I'm going for another lap. <laughs> or, oh, damn, I didn't even tell myself off. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote here no one understands our special well time. Imogen, oh. Oh, Imogen's talking to Josh and tells oh, Josh yes. what happened. And when she was doing her homework on the outdoor setting. Yeah, yeah. and basically is like, no one understands like our special well time that – like we had a special well bond. Yeah, but which I guess they would. Yeah. Still no excuse. And She's sort of being demonised for being the one to steal, like of stealing Daniel away. Yeah. When really, this dude really should be with his fiance. Yeah. Constantly. Now, meanwhile, Paige is punching her punching bag, which is what she's wanted to do. Josh comes around to see her. And she basically says, look, the whole family's sad. Everyone's sad and I can't do anything to help them. And I take issue with that because, firstly, Lou's not that sad. Yeah. <laughs> Lou's on a 40k bike ride to he's, a patisserie. He's up and about. And Lauren's back at work. They're about, the cafe's open again. Yeah. Like five days later. Yeah. Peeps are doing all right. Yeah. yeah. She's like, and I can't fix them. And that's her big justification for flying off the handle at Imogen. What's her background then? What's, her, what's she studying? What's her deal? Pa- Paige doesn't study. Paige is like 20. She's come from money. And I think they've just announced this week that Gina Liano from Real Housewives is going to be playing her adoptive mother. Yes. <laughs> Every single yes in the world. <laughs> oh. So her, she's got these rich parents that live in Singapore and she was in from Adelaide. And so she just packed up and moved to Melbourne to meet her birth parents and was like, eh, got nothing else to do. I'm going to stay here. She works at the cafe sometimes and that's it. Right. So why does she feel this need to fix everyone? Like, where's that coming from? I guess maybe not being in control of her identity, not knowing who she was this whole time. Mm. I don't know. I'm, mm. I'm giving this far too much psychoanalysis. So finally, Josh basically makes her see the light and she goes back to the girls at the, at the waterhole and apologises. Mm. Which they just were so okay with. Yeah. Like, if this 
girl yes. pushed me into the pool with my good little red shorts on, my yeah. little cute little shirt. Yeah. Oh, nah, I'm going to give you a little bit more time to squirm. Yeah. Considering I have done nothing yeah. wrong. And you push me in the pool for no reason. And then they all, they're all like, oh, but you have been through a lot. Mm. Like she just met Matt. Yeah. And she didn't, he didn't like her that much at first. Like he was like, oh, okay, my wife's love child is mm. here. Yeah. This, yeah, this doesn't bode well. Roll up the red carpet. <laughs> so I guess that's all okay. But really the damage has been done a little bit for us. Like I, I don't, I'm not sure if Paige can come back. Not in my books. Yeah. <laughs> my book is closed, Paige. <laughs> so she should have been the one. She should have been the one buying the milk, mowing the lawn. She should have been doing all that stuff. That's how she could have helped. I would feel like the biggest bloody fifth wheel if this had all this tragedy had happened, yeah. and I'm the oh, I'm the illegitimate child who's only <clears throat> just come back into your laws. I might just um, I'll just go back to Adelaide for a little while, yeah. guys. Go I'll see my brother. Leave yeah. to it. <laughs> Bye. Exactly. Yeah. Not ingratiate yourself on this family yeah. and have a go at Bailey, who's known the father a lot longer than yeah. she has. And then push a chick in a pool. You've got money. Buy them a cleaning service for the <laughs> yeah. week. That's your gift to them. Oh, that's nice. Go take off to Adelaide. Come back when they've had some time. Yep. All right. And meanwhile, the Willises are mucking in at the cafe because yeah. Lauren's decided, well, they do need the money because they can't. They haven't been able to make the mortgage. I don't know what's going on with Matt's life insurance. And if, surely he'd get, they'd get some sort of pension situation from the cops. Surely. Like a good one. At the very least, he'd, he had long service. They could have had his long service leave paid out or something. Oh, this is, where's his money gone? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I'm very keen to see what the life insurance is going to turn up because they've got no money at all. Who is Sharon? Kyle's mum, the handyman. She blew into town. She she talks a bit like Athena Star Woman. She's a bit like, hi, <laughs> hi, love. Let's go have a wine. Yeah. <laughs> and they got it on in the hotel room. But they but then Therese stopped them. Is it Therese? Yeah. Therese she's like, well, he claims it didn't go that far. But Sharon was in the shower and he was buttoning up his shirt. Oh so. well. <laughs> we all know what happens <laughs> before then. Yeah, so she wasn't sewing on a button. That's that's not what was happening. And Therese like knocked down the door and yanked him out of the hotel room like in a, like a naughty child. And um, and then she so she knows he did the dirty. Told her husband, but they haven't told Lauren yet because she's a grieving widow. They don't want to make it worse for her. So oh, that's, things are going to get well yeah. worse for her. Yeah, it's coming. Shaz, and Shazza came back last week to pay her respects and she was like, i got to talk to Lauren about Matt. And they're all like, get, get out of there. And so what Therese did, my favourite thing ever, she she put her on a cruise. She goes, Lasseter's is considering opening up a cruise division. We need someone to do market research. How would you like to go on a cruise? All right, Therese. <laughs> she problem solved that. She really did. I don't know where she got the budget to put her on a cruise, but she worked it out. <laughs> Probably out of old mate's life insurance. That's why they're all working yeah. at Harold's. So, okay, they're making lattes at Harold's because Lauren's going to go and talk to Bailey because oh. he's still having feelings. And I'm just like, Margie's right there, the, the extra, the mm. Asian extra. Yeah. Let Margie run Harold's for another week. Mm. Take your time to grieve. Yeah. Hire a few more casuals. Yeah. It is a busy cafe, though. My yeah. goodness, they pack them in there with the extras. <laughs> they are all up and about, fake eating. Yeah. 
And there's lots of shelving units very close mm. to the tables. And... It, it needs a revamp. Those lead light windows are yeah, not ideal. They're always revamping, Harold. But what but it, they're not. They need to knock it down and go again is what they need to do. That's what they need to do. Yeah. So now Lauren and Bailey, they fix Bailey. They're in the courtyard having a chat and they decide to talk about some of their memories of Dad Cop. And it, was, it consisted of one memory <laughs> of how he added sugar to his cappuccino froth and stirred it. And they were oh, such a dag. Yeah. And then they laughed awkwardly. Like, that's the best you could come up with? I that... mean, he was pretty dull, but really. <laughs> I'm so glad this guy's dead before I got to, like, yeah. watch this because he sounds like a just a beige, yeah. beige man. He was. Who has affairs. Well, right at the end, it got interesting. But before that, be right. he was as beige as they come. So he's fixed. Now, Sonia's back. Sonia's back in town. Sonia Dada. <laughs> Wait, who's Sonia? Sonia's Toadie's wife. Oh, yes. Eve Wearing Maury. a Camilla caftan, I did notice. Gorgeous. She is, has been in non-stop caftans because the actress just had a baby. Aha. Uh-huh. And they spent the good part of, a good part of last year putting her behind oversized handbags. And, <laughs> and cushions. Lavender bushes. Yep, lots of cushion work. Um, there was one episode where she was like in her car, like having a conversation out the window. <laughs> can you imagine? God, that would be the worst brainstorm to be in. Right, ways that we can cover up an expanding belly. Yeah. Go. Okay, she could be in a car, head out the window. Right, cushion. Big she's, cat. <laughs> she's making a coffee. She's got the kettle. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of the time, she's got the two, they've got the toddler daughter. A lot of oh, the yeah. time, she'd hold up the daughter or the nappy bag or, you know, a lot mm. of that gear. Yeah, right. So, so she's back. So she's transitioning back into her post-baby caftans and they'll, there'll yeah. be another stage of those. I think, you know what, kudos to her balayage as well. Her hair is gorgeous. Yep, yep. I was really impressed by her. I just <laughs> thought, you're okay. Yeah, she, she's a good egg. She's good for Toadie. She's had a rough, tr- rough pass, but she's come good. And she runs the, the nursery in town, which is probably overgrown because no one's really looked after it. She's been mm. in America visiting Callum, her son, oh, right. who is doing an internship in like Silicon Valley. Of course he is. Because he made an app. Of course and he so, did. And so like Steve Jobs went, come over here. Anyway. <laughs> and he will never be seen again. Never, never. And they will live in the suburbs. Yeah. She, this man will be a multi-millionaire yeah. in Silicon Valley just making the apps and selling them off. Living on a yacht. Yep, and they'll still be in Erinsborough. It's like throw throw your mum a bone. Yeah, or, or a wad of cash. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, so Toadie set up his legal meeting at the dining table <laughs> with the hit-run driver, Danny. And is the wife his legal secretary or anything? No, she manages the nursery. She needs to not be involved with these meetings. Oh, correct. Which is, I mean, he's got an office. We think he's freelance, but he oh. he does go to offices and work. Again, hire an office. Or go to the library. Go somewhere. That's not your living room where your toddler's toys are all over the floor. And, and old mate wifey's just poking her nose in when it's not appropriate. Not your business. <laughs> and... Danny wants Toadie to represent her because she was facing jail time for texting and driving. Mm. and Facing 10 years. Yes. Do you think she'll go to Wentworth? <laughs> A lot of neighbours alumni end up at Wentworth. <laughs> think she'll go to Wentworth. <laughs> She'd be great in Wentworth. They would love her. Frankie would love her. Uh, I'm not familiar with the actual storyline <laughs> of Wentworth, but I'm not enjoying Tex Lady at all. And she she's not a main character. They kind of... 
she breezes in and out. Her mum runs the garage. So whenever there's a mechanic storyline, she's there. Mm, right. But she's not one of the main players. Until now. Jesus, yeah, now put your phone away. Yeah. What was with the dialogue you between... Siri. Yeah, or just pull over. Siri, Look. text Toadie. <laughs> or reply to Toadie. I can't yeah. believe Toadie's blaming himself I know. for sending a text. To her. That's like a bartender blaming themselves for selling the drunk driver the alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> like, let's let's not have that much yeah. self-pity, shall yeah. we? Toadie? The other point I had an issue with, don't book a meeting with your lawyer on the street of the family whose father you ran over. Yep. It, it really, it's, it's a no-brainer. Go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. You've got a house, I assume. Bring him to your house. Yeah, or, or just give him a phone call. Yes. Just a little phone call. Yeah. G'day, Toad. I've got an issue. I need you to represent me. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. So, so, of course, she runs into the Turners on the street and they're all devastated. Well, so you asked for that. Yeah, but that was with Daniel, wasn't it? Daniel and fiancé. And Amber, were, yeah. And Amber were walking down the street. And that's the best thing Daniel's ever done. Uh, 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 and just sort of pushes her away. Yeah. Whoa, we need to keep moving. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Like, go go get another litre of milk because it's a family of five and I think they're low. <laughs> okay, so then they're strategizing how Danny, what Danny's case is going to be. They're talking character witnesses. And then there's this really inappropriate scene where Danny goes back into the cafe at Lauren's place of work where she has just come back from bereavement leave in front of her teenage son <laughs> and says, hey, guys, a uh, little favour. <laughs> you know how I killed your husband? Can you write me a character reference so I don't go to the slammer for 10 years? Now, how? why would Lauren, like, even if she didn't kill her husband, yeah. even if it was she killed somebody else's husband, yeah. Why would Lauren be writing a character reference? Why would – have they got some sort They've of never relationship? Interacted. I don't even think she's taken her car to that mechanic. So it's like her going to me and asking for a character <laughs> reference. No, mate. You're not – or, yeah, I can write you one, but it's going to be blank. And Toadie said, well, try school teachers or, or doctors yes. or whatever. Not the local cafe owner. <laughs> she doesn't know very well who she killed her husband. So, and that's inappropriate, in front of Bailey, in front of her son. Like, just say, hey, can we have five minutes? Out the back. Out the back. Can we get Asian extra in just to man the counter for, like, five minutes? Like, (laughs) not in front of the kid. So he flies off the handle and then Drab comforts Lauren. (laughs) They are ex-lovers and Tarage clocks it. She used to have a huge problem with them hanging out. Oh, and she still does. You can tell. But even though she's like, go and comfort her. Secretly, she's like, but don't touch her. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't touch her. And, and I'm going to – oh, my God, she is the queen of throwing shade. <laughs> oh, those evils she was casting while she was sort of standing in a blurry background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, in the bushes while <laughs> he was genuinely just hugging her and they were talking. Yeah. And that's it. And it was Man. in the middle of the public square. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, if we're going to have an infidelity, we'll go to where old mate had his affair in the In the shower. hallway of <laughs> – well, they started making out in the hallway of the Lasseter's Hotel. Whoa. It's like Bell City Preston. <laughs> That's what I imagine it would be like. Um, yeah, Paul's penthouse is the only nice room and then you've got everything else is two star. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Best Western. <laughs> okay, and we finish off Wednesday with – Naomi going to see Paul, he says, I mean, he tells her about the fact that he collapsed, but he says he's feeling a lot better. He's feeling optimistic about his phokemia. <laughs> but then Dr. Dick decides, well, we can't have him feeling better. 
um, we have to amp this up a notch so he can approve the cancer center. So he tells Paul, the chemo has stopped working. Your body's stopped responding to the chemo that I've been giving you. He's had like three sessions of it. <laughs> so he's not actually had a proper bout of uh, chemo yet. He su- actually hasn't had the course. The course. Aren't you supposed to even like wait two weeks after you've had it to see yep. to see it take effect and all yep. of that? Yep. So the last shower happened and Paul obviously came down in yes. it. Because... Really? And he's the queen of shifty. Sorry, the king of shifty. (laughs) And he's not asked one single question. Like, oh, that's odd. Like, you just started giving me chemo. How is it not? How is it not responding? I might do a little Google on that or a search engine. Search engine. So he's like, oh, I mean, I can do some special treatment, but I can't give you that here without the proper facilities. Um, Excuse me. Why can't you take him down the road to the Peter Mac? Or to the Olivia Newton-John Wellness Centre <laughs> and give him your special drugs there. Like, you don't need to do it at Erinsborough Hospital. Uh, no. Okay, your chemo's not working. Well, no shit, Sherlock. My hair's not falling out. When does that come? It comes. Well, should you Pretty be quick. Okay, even if it didn't come straight away, you'd ask the question. You would. You're like, Doc, my hair's still here. And can you give me some brochures on it? <laughs> I might do some reading. <laughs> Holy. So... We end Wednesday with Paul being motivated to in- go to the council. He's the mayor and he's going to encourage the, sw- the fence-sitting voters to vote for the Cancer Research Centre. I can't imagine – this is the other thing. When they were sort of – I was sort of in and out of this storyline. It, it bored me. Yes. I didn't know what you they were You mean the actually- council – you don't want to – you don't care about council politics? <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> I didn't know what they were actually building. I don't think they, and it was always like, oh, we need council approval, all those damn fence sitting voters. I'm like, oh, God, Paul's up to his usual political tricks. Who would sit on the fence about building a cancer (laughs) research centre? It's either a block of apartments or a cancer (laughs) research centre. What are you going to, you know, what are you going to vote for? You assholes. (laughs) Get off the fence. Let's cure cancer. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not only a cancer center, it's a research. Yeah, Cairnsborough Council is the worst. <laughs> so, all right, that's where we leave Wednesday. Everything in your life will be going along smoothly. And then something happens out of the blue. Unfair dismissal. You attempt a homicide. Or you didn't shake hands when you agreed to co-own that second-hand car. And you have to get your affairs in order. But you never did legal studies. So now you need a good lawyer. But you can't really afford one. So you consider someone nearby you can trust. Well, someone nearby. Jared Rebecca Lawyers. No win, no charge. But if you could pay me anyway, that'd be sweet. I might have to go on the dole soon. This is Neighbours with Bea and Connor. And oh, firstly, I just need to shout out to the amazing cry acting that Bailey did at the end of the last episode that broke my heart oh. that little chicken i just wanted to hug him he did some beautiful acting at the roadside memorial it was lovely is he gonna be loki nominated is he nominated for anything he's not he deserves he's, it but he's, he's good but he's also leaving the show so you oh. know what for bigger and better things probably yeah. probably an abc3 drama <laughs> probably nowhere boys <laughs> okay well when he goes to nowhere boys that'll be a stepping stone and he'll he'll be on like house of cards or something he <laughs> has to be He's good. So then Danny goes to Constable Mechanic. She's like, I need to talk to you because Toadie doesn't want to represent me now. And I'm like, well, you don't want to call Nowiki Carbone lawyers or something? <laughs> like, 
There's no other lawyer that will represent you. Slater and Gordon, no win, no fee. (laughs) Go with Slater and Gordon. Like, why should she? She's got no other prospects other than the local cop. So then he's digging around trying to get the right story out of Brad Willis and Mm. he's talking to Rage and is saying, like, maybe I should come clean and tell the cops what really happened. And meanwhile, Brad and Tarage have been all like, let's sit down and talk about our story. Yeah, out in the outdoor setting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and he sits on the chair and she sits on the table. Yes. Take a seat, Elma Loglu. That's a really uncomfortable position to plan your police statement on. <laughs> that, that you've really got to have no holes in. Like, yeah. no holes in this story. I'll sit on the table with my cup of tea. <laughs> now we go over to Paul mm. and his will. Which Naomi rips open like it was her HSC results. (laughs) That's his will. Be careful with that very important legal document, Naomi. That is slightly personal. But she's a very efficient assistant. She's Mm. getting things done. God, is she ever. She is running the show. (laughs) She opens his will, has a good old read and says, oh, you're leaving all your money to your kids. One of which is Amy Williams, which was one of his love children. That's right. As she quipped, oh, one of many. Yes, I had one in every port. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, yes. Stefan Dennis. Paul Robinson, you so you're, dirty dog. So you're a Paul. You're a Paul fan. I love him. <laughs> Even though I have, I have to confess something. He's um, as a side note, we go to a lot of events, um, and he seems to always be stuck in a seat next to me and my fiance, or at like what happened at the opening of um, the carousel at Luna Park last year. My fiance and I were, you know, had free drinks, so we were like, woo, and we got into the Dodgem cars and Paul Robinson, Stefan Dennis was right in front of us. And as soon as they went, one, two, three, go, both of us just went and just kept slamming and just stalking Paul Robinson like, and he's in against the wall and he's like, I can't go anywhere. We're just like, we're not going anywhere either, Paul. (laughs) Oh my God. Was he just in a Dodgem car by himself? Yeah. Just him. Oh, but his kids, oh, we all got separate Dodgem cars. So Ben and I had a separate Dodgem car as well. So the two of us separately. Two on one. Yeah. Poor guy. Oops. That is an incredible story. Sorry, Stefan. Firstly, my first bit of or is that they had an event to open up the carousel oh, at Luna Park. I know. I think it was like the anniversary of its like birthday or wow, any Any it excuse will do. Excuse. Hey. Get, get the champagne flowing. Exactly. Get, wow. And get some canapes, get some spring rolls into you, jump on the dodgems and harass Paul Robinson all night. Wow. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, it's great that he's getting out and, you know, getting some perks from his showbiz <laughs> life. So... Naomi is trying to convince Paul to call up this daughter that he hasn't seen since she was six years old, find her and tell her, number one, I'm your dad, number two, I've got cancer, so if there's anything you want to say to me, now's the time. At this point, Carl checks in. He tells Paul, Dr. Dick told me the chemo's not working. And Carl, as a doctor, (laughs) doesn't go, well, that's weird. (laughs) You only got leukemia last week. Chemo should be doing a little bit of something. (laughs) It's pretty strong. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't ask any questions. He doesn't need to. He's like, Dr. Dick's got this. Don't worry about it. Alarm bells are going off. Don't need to listen to him. No one's asking any questions. It's all very, very shady. And, again, very unnecessarily. 
it's a cancer research center. It's not a, you know, devil worshipping sex hole dungeon <laughs> in the bottom of the hospital. Although I bet you Erinsborough Council is, vo- is that's on their agenda. Yeah, it's on Carl and Susan's agenda. <laughs> yeah, that's got to go next door. That's where the dungeon is. <laughs> Bring your blue box. That's what the blue box is. It's probably a portal to their basement. <laughs> it's like Narnia for sex addicts. <laughs> What's Aslan doing here? Uh, don't ask. Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> Are they your horns? <laughs> yes, I have two. Three now. <laughs> Never going to read Narnia the same way. So finally, Paul makes a decision. I'm going to track down Amy. Actually, no, he says, Naomi, you will track down Amy, my daughter. <laughs> Naomi's probably like, done. Yes. She's so Facebook? efficient. Facebook. <laughs> Exactly. Amy Williams, there's only one of you. <laughs> and how old would she be now? Oh, look, I'm going to guess in her 20s. Yeah, she's going to come back on the scene, isn't she? Yeah, and she's going to be hot. I reckon she'll be a bombshell. Yeah, Paige he- will be jealous, probably push her in the pool. <laughs> she'll be spending a lot of time in the pool. If she's from the UK or something, she'll be like, great, Erin's bra, it's going to be beautiful weather. I'll bring <laughs> my bathers. <laughs> God damn, I'm packing these away. Where are my winter woolies? And we finished Thursday with Tyler, little Brennan, baby Brennan, the so the two so the cop and his brother. And at first you were confused about the nature of their relationship. Oh, the minute old mate walked in the door and other old mate had his top off, I was just like, This is a homoerotic situation. Because I've heard about the, the gay storyline. The gavers, yep. Is this the gavers? I was very excited. Yes. And no. No, we were let down. But there's a lot of shirtless action. Any excuse. So we find out that the garage is going to be put up for sale and then mm. Tyler goes down to the garage to, I don't know, do some work at night time? Sure, why not? It's He's got his life topsy-turvy because when he was stealing cars two weeks ago, he was doing it during the day. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> and then he's going to work at night. I think he's like one of those people, you know how we always talk about, you know, we really should have more flexible work hours. Yes. We really should be like, I should be able to come in at 7am and work until 3pm if I want to. Yes. You know, and I have a feeling he's doing that too, but well, I want to be able to knock off a few Hyundai Excels during the day <laughs> and, you know, change then, the oil at 9pm. Or is he knocking them off going in there and then changing that oil on that car and then stripping the paint back and oh well i think that is a sign of things to come because then we end thursday with damato and his goons coming in and looking all sinister at tyler brennan Uh and oh yeah because you didn't see friday no all right so we'll get to friday now okay friday we have the goons they've rolled up to the garage to threaten little brennan so michelle turns up as well she's from wentworth but she's got another job on Neighbours as well. <laughs> She's done good. Now, firstly, I want to know how they knew they'd find him at the garage late at night. Maybe they're supporters of his flexible work <laughs> yes. ethic and went, oh, we'll try the garage. Because they all turned up ready to, like, rough him up. Like, they've all ter- – they're like, well, all right, we're going to go threaten this kid um, now. Do you reckon 9 o'clock's good for you? <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be there. Let's all meet there and we'll go in. And, like, they yeah. all knew. What makes me quite question Tomato's, um mafioso yes. head gangster is the fact that he's knocking off cars. Doesn't yes. he have goons to do that? Yes. we, And that's kind of how he got arrested because he was on the scene when they were stealing cars. Like, mm. mate, like, stay home. Dude, I'm going to call you Tomato. <laughs> Or be, have an alibi. Yes. Make sure you're seen somewhere else. Go back to Grease Monkeys, have a burger. Yep. So they say to Tyler, look, we know you ran off because Tyler ran off and hid when they got busted. 
stealing cars. And they said, well, we're going to turn you into the cops unless you come work for us again. Okay. And he's like, oh, I just need cash. I don't want to steal cars. They're like, well, we want you to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> no cash, just cars. Yes. Meanwhile, Constable Mechanic's talking to little Brennan all about his secret police work. Like he's saying, oh, I think I'm going to put up some surveillance cameras around the area, near the garage. And I'm like, don't tell your little brother. No, that's family family business versus business business. Like, you don't need to tell him the secret machinations of the Erinsborough Police Force. It, it, you just know that little Brennan's just going to go... Oh, good day, tomato. Uh, so there's going to be surveillance cameras put in. Yeah. The cops are onto us. Um, can I hang up your jacket? I'll hang it over here, over this lens. <laughs> What's that whirring sound? <laughs> oh, forget about it. Just nanny cam. <laughs> it's all teddy bears. They're those nanny cams yes. that are in the teddy bears and they're all over the mechanics. <laughs> hey, what's going on here? This oh. is my new hobby. <laughs> Build-a-bear workshop. <laughs> It's a mechanics by night and by day it's a Build-A-Bear workshop. <laughs> the kids are freaking for it. Great, great work hours. So at this point, Tyler decides he's going to get out of town for a bit. He packs a bag. But D'Amato and Michelle, Michelle spots him mm. and they reveal to him, you're not going anywhere, Sonny Jim. We've bought the garage where you work. You're going to run our chop shop out of there now. Mm. It's perfect. You're going to bring the cars in. Fix them up at the garage. People are going to think it's just the mechanic fixing cars. No big deal. And that's what he's going to do. Meanwhile, D'Amato has made bail and they haven't taken his passport or anything. So they haven't. He's going to go join Tony Mockbell in Greece because <laughs> he's ready to go. He's like, Michelle's going to be my eyes and ears on the ground here. You answer to her. See you later. And at this point, Constable Mechanic comes home from work and tells Tyler, oh, I've had a bad day at the office. D'Amato hasn't checked in. He's jumped bail. Like, don't, again, don't tell <laughs> Mouthy cop. <laughs> Shut up, constable yeah. as well. Constable. Constable. Where's the detectives in this? No, yeah, they don't, they don't need a detective because he used to be a detective. So he's like, well, he's trained up. <laughs> he can just do it. <laughs> All right, so we leave them and we, and then what's back on Friday is bike club. <sighs> Okay, so what's happening is Toadie's not in the club anymore. He's got a lot on at work, apparently. Oh, at his dining room table. Toadie's like, I'm going to cut out the middleman and go straight to the patisserie. <laughs> I've got a car. <laughs> and I'm not going to that mechanics because Constable just told me that it's, it's under surveillance. Yes. Okay, so this is probably the most disturbing scene of the week. You've got Carl, you've got Lou, you've got Nate, one of the gabers, oh. and Kyle, the handyman. They're all in the club now. They're in their lycra in Carl's living room, waxing their legs. They're like lathering up. Of course they are. Yeah, because Carl's talking about the slipstream and the aerodynamics and the... And he's in his boxer shorts and Susan cops an eyeful. (laughs) And she's like, put it away, essentially. And look, I don't... Look, if my partner comes home and he says, I'm taking up cycling, I'm going to wax my legs. Mm. I'm like, great. Yeah, cool. It's good to have a hobby. Go into the bathroom to do that, Bizzo. Yep. Like, or, or, you know, if you first go, it might be better to actually pay a professional yes. to, to do that because it's hard to do. It's a pity we don't have a beauty salon anymore. We don't have um, Lynn Scully working down at Geno's. <laughs> oh, my God, Lynn Scully. <laughs> oh, God, that was a horrible storyline. Yeah. She could have been there to wax yeah, them all. to wax lyrical. <laughs> <laughs> so they're waxing them. It took me a while to figure out what they were doing because they weren't actually – we didn't get to really see any of the ripping of the hair, which is a shame. Maybe they were doing – 
depilatory cream because it was they were just slathering cream all over their legs. Oh, maybe they were. Why are they all doing it together? Why don't you just go, hey, guys, if you want to do it, wax your, wax your legs. If you don't, cool. Um, see you at 6 a.m. <laughs> with waxed or non-waxed yeah, legs. You don't have to do your private maintenance with each other. In the lounge room? In Susan's lounge room. Mm, Susan, so poor, poor Susan woman. walks into this site and then the cyclists get underway Mm. Off they go. They're right. running. They're riding around Nunawading, the back lot of Nunawading, <laughs> and actually, I'll show you a photo because they. We know that they're out and about in Erinsborough because they pull up at a sign that says, "Oh yes, welcome to Erinsborough." Oh, there they are in Erinsborough. Oh, and it's in the same neighbours' riding. Yeah, it's yeah. The same font. <laughs> so what's happening is Lou's lagging behind because he's like a hundred years old, and the poor old man has to keep up with. And he's had heart issues. Yeah. Like, I knew that from, like, 20 years back. And so, and Nate has just come out of the army. So he's not at the same fitness level as Lou. And then Carl wants to shut it down because Lou's dragging their time down. He's messing up the slipstream and whatever they're doing. And, like, Lou's, like, walking his bike along the street to catch up to them. Please tell me it was to comedic music. Like, that sort of bomb. Pretty much. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, guys, oh, see you at the patisserie. Oh, wait for me. And the other thing that's happened is they've given Lou dead cop's bike because Aww. they're like, where are we going to get a bike? Because he doesn't, doesn't have one. It's like, what? Go to Kmart and buy a $30 bike. Go to Reed's. Get, do what I did. Got really drunk at the pub and then went, I think i got to buy a bike. Went around the corner, bought a $128 bike from Reed's. <laughs> I have never looked back. Lou. Wow. Mm. That's a great drunken purchase. Yeah, it was good. It's an investment. They, so so Daddy's bike. Daddy's bike. And the problem is whenever he used the bike, it was kind of as a symbol for him and his wife doing the dirty. They're like, do you want to go for a bike ride, love? Oh, and Jesus. it was kind of they talked about it like they were going to get into the sack. But then we'd see them with their helmets riding down the street. So it was kind of supposed to be a metaphor for them oh, getting no. physical. And now he's like, I'm really happy to be riding Matt's bike. And it just every time he said riding Matt's bike, like, <laughs> The whole internet was just like shuddering, going, don't talk about your son-in-law's bike bike in that way. So he, they go and have their coffee at the at Harold's afterwards and Lou says, guys, I am so happy to be included. Like Matt's just died. I'd forgotten, but now I remembered. <laughs> this is exactly what I needed. And Carl's like any minute now wanting to cut the cord and say, you're the dead weight. Like, see you later. You're out of the club. Aww. But then as soon as he's like, thanks, guys, it's really nice to be included – would just end on their faces, Carl and yeah. all them going, ah. You're in. You're in. Sorry, Lou. <laughs> Damn it. I thought there would be a storyline of him leaving the bike out the front. Yeah. And, you know, Bailey, who's better now apparently. Because yeah. they know. talked about the coffee froth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're cured of your grief. Um, you know, comes in to see Dad's bike sitting there <gasps> and then runs off. Like, yeah. Dad's back. Or, oh. Or like, who said you could use this? Who said you could touch this? Exactly. Yeah. And then he defaces the bike yeah. that lies about it and then we all know that it was him anyway yeah. and then he cries. Yeah. And That's why you go to Kmart and you buy or you hire one from Melbourne City Council. <laughs> Make sure you get your helmet from 7-Eleven. Yes. And for, okay, now we round off the week. Josh still got a bit to do on his project for TAFE class. <laughs> and he his new thing is interval training. He sits down with the girls, with Paige, Imogen and Amber and says, I'll go, I want to run a little training session. Who wants to help me? And he looks at Paige because she's the fitness guru. Of course. Um, she's got a punching bag. That's how we know. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, 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 I'll help you. And then Amber's like, I'll help you too. She's his ex. So they're 
you know, mm. she feels a bit bad about him for him because she's picked the other guy. And Imogen's like, I've got to study. See you later. Like, <laughs> I've got, I've got to go to my Bunnings outdoor setting, <laughs> set up shop, go out to my study and <laughs> my study. It's my so, outdoor setting. Yeah. So they have this training session out on the AstroTurf. Amber's out there, Paige is out there, and she's brought along Daniel. And he's there's a great moment where they look down at his trainers and he's wearing like some canvas mm. canvas shoes and they've got holes in them and he's like they're self ventilating and like oh Daniel <laughs> is we're talking about Lou being a dead weight Daniel is yeah. a dead weight in Ramsey Street life yes he yeah Scott and Charlene offloaded him onto us <laughs> and I am angry at them for this. I <laughs> don't blame you. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm on that bandwagon. So they're all exercising and Josh is running them through the, the regime and then Amber keels over and vomits in the bushes. Uh-oh. What uh, does keeling over and vomiting mean? When men vomit on a soap opera, it means fake cancer. <laughs> when ladies vomit on a soap opera, it means you're up the duff. <laughs> So she runs into the house. The boys leave her be. She's like, I just had a big breakfast. And then in the next scene, she whips out a pregnancy test. So she already had one. She already had one. Hmm. Does she just have a stash of them? Hmm. Because she opens up, she reveals the stick and there's a double line. Mm. And then Paige comes in and is like, what's the real story here? You didn't have a big breakfast. Are you pregnant or something? And then totally picks it and Amber's like yep she's like well this is great Daniel will be happy like first of all jumping to conclusions yeah. like this 19 year old girl might not might want to weigh up her options here yeah well what's she got going on in her life she's studying um photography at Eden Hills Uni <laughs> she hasn't been to many classes because of the whole wedding of course fiasco yep and now the dead dad yeah so she's term one's a bit of a write-off so you'd think you'd be well look Paige Keep your nose out of it. Yeah. Paige is like, yay, this is great. Daniel's going to be so happy about this. And she's like, well, I don't know. It might not be Daniel's baby. <gasps> You're genuinely oh shocked. Oh, my God. No, this is not sarcastic at all. Who could it be? So, when could it have happened? Well, in Mount Isa? No. <laughs> Who? No. Cause, oh. Well, because the thing is, okay, I'm, I'm confused. So what happened was, so she used to go out with Josh and she broke up with Josh for Daniel, and they were like rookie soul- era soulmates. Yeah, well, Josh, Josh has look, come off looking pretty good to you this week. He's yep. one of my least favorite oh. characters. So that's interesting because you like you like Paige as well. Yeah, because he never leaves Amber alone. He's always like, "Oh, I'm going to follow you around, and why aren't you my girlfriend yet?" Anyway, she was single briefly over the summer holidays. Uh-huh. She ended it with Daniel and just said, "I need." A minute alone. I need a minute alone to figure myself out. I nearly joined a cult. <laughs> I need a minute. And, yeah, right. But then both boys never let her have five minutes to herself. They were like, pick me, pick me. <sighs> so I'm guessing it must have happened over the summer break. Crikey. Because she, when Daniel didn't show up for the wedding, Josh consoled her in her honeymoon suite. Oh, but that, that was that was like a week ago. But that, oh, Could yeah. Could it? Well, things work, things work fast on Ramsey Street. Right. Oh, can you imagine? That would be good. That would be amazing. That would be a very good storyline, but just too goddamn quick. Because if it happened over the summer break, she'd be like three months along. She would. And she'd know already. Yeah. 
So mm. could it have ha- maybe they're pretending it was two weeks ago or something? Yeah, there's going to be some sort of glitch in the time. Yeah, space time continuum here. Because Paul's <laughs> Paul's sister, yeah, Lucy Robinson, she's pregnant to one of the Gabers because he was her donor. She only got knocked up like six weeks ago, but she's already like showing into the second trimester, of pretty much. She is. Right. So. Yeah. So fast baby, fast gestations. Yeah, ra- um, rapid aging. <laughs> in Erin's bar. Like in next week, it'll be like Renesmee. Like it'll be, <laughs> it'll be like a five-year-old kid. Walking, talking, <laughs> hunting deer. You name it. This kid is going to be huge. So that's where we leave it on the pregnancy bombshell. That is excellent. It's not just that she's pregnant. It is oh, and this has come out of nowhere because all of a sudden that day on the neighbor's Instagram, they were like, somebody is pregnant. And it's like, whoa. And then bang, that night, she's up the duff. I'm surprised that they did that as a tease. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because did everybody pick that it would have been her? Well, yeah, we all assumed because yeah. Imogen hasn't had any for, I don't think, ever. <laughs> and Paige, could be Paige because she's... She, what are you trying to gets, say about Paige? Well, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that she... Is never short of a date. Oh, yes, but that doesn't mean she's short of condoms. Okay, that's a very good point. You're mm, right, you're right. Mm, mm. I, I withdraw my judgment. <laughs> so that's the week. Holy guacamole. <laughs> what a week it was. What an emotional roller coaster. I almost feel bad that I had to make you endure those ups and downs. Oh, no, no. Please. <laughs> I really enjoyed getting back in. And now, what would I do at the end of each episode is I do some tweets of the week. Great. So if you want to tweet us at Neighbours Pod on Twitter. Oh, this is a reference to the arm waving <laughs> at Ajo Melb. They were flapping their arms around like one of those wacky inflatable waving arm tube men. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Oh, man. I didn't pay attention to the arm acting. I'm going to look for it next week. Oh, oh and, and, and another nod to Terage at Scott Keenan. Nobody does disapproving look whilst peering from behind a tree quite like Rebecca Almaloglu. Too true. Oh, that shade, man. The, she learnt that, those chops on Home and Away because there's a lot of trees in Summer Bay. You've true. got to do a lot of peering through them. But also a lot of standing very still like the tree. It was <laughs> yeah. very discreet. <laughs> and at Kenny Young, he jumped bail and that's the end of your case? <laughs> What kind of cop are you? <laughs> Constable detective cop. It's like, ah, should we go call the airport and see if he's booked a flight? Nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. And how long does it take to get from Erinsborough to Tullamarine anyway? It's like 45 minutes. Yeah, you've got a good 45 minutes. Shut down the airport. Done. Yes. So those are the tweets. Drop us a line anytime and on Facebook, facebook.com slash neighbours podcast. Drop us an iTunes review as well. They're really awesome. Oh, and a Beamly question for this week. Uh, head to Beamly.com and jump onto the Neighbours show page. That's where we're hanging out. And we, we are going to ask you this week, who's the daddy? Ooh. Who's the baby daddy? God, I hope it's not Daniel. <laughs> what if it's not even Josh? If we, it was revealed that during her little single period, she hooked up with like one of the photographers at uni or something. Yeah, yeah, someone sexy. Yes. Like a real sexy bohemian for sure. from uni. Or... Like some sort of summer romance lifeguard guy who's like, hey, surf's up, dude. I just like troll the coast for like the perfect wave. If only we could show a beach. It'd probably just be down at Lasseter's Lake. (laughs) Well, he'll be sinking. He'll be standing in the middle of the surfboard just slowly going to Where are the waves? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, and he won't be able to deal with it. Actually, they did have um, the lake kind of like erupted. When the reason they found the well is because Harold crashed his camper van into the Lassiter's site, and then the, these geysers erupted out of the lake. <laughs> so maybe a nearby surfer thought, "Surfs up." <laughs> Down at the lake. <laughs> What's up, geysers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah, that's it. Who's the baby daddy? Uh, answer it on Beamly. Connor, thanks for jumping on board. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's Are been you, so much fun. Is it? Will you be likely to dip back in I have at to. some point? I, I have to know who the father of this baby is. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dipping. Wow, 6.30 weeknights. So it's there for you to enjoy. Mate, you know what? I'm not dipping. I am being thrown into the pool slash page <laughs> and Imogen this week. I am in. Enjoy the frosty autumn dip. <laughs> and you can tweet Connor at Connor Ayres, C-O-N-O-R-A-Y-R-E-S. Oh, very good. <laughs> yep. Not a double N. And yes, I am a girl, but it's a boy's name. Yeah. In case uh, maybe someone's gone for like this whole hour thinking, well, it's a boy's name. <laughs> she sounds like a, I don't know. <laughs> the girl at reception at my gym this morning. Wow. Yep. Couldn't going, figure it out. She goes, I was a bit concerned when you were going to walk through the door because, you know, this is a women's only gym. <laughs> There's a lot of Connors, male Connors out there that are like, yes, I'm getting into Fernwood. There are. <laughs> and you actually, you know, the last time I've had a neighbour's um, experience in the flesh, apart from the Stefan Dennis um, dodging car thing, was I co-hosted St. Patrick's Day in the Park with the guy that played Connor on Neighbours years ago. And the, our big gag was, I am a Connor and you play a Connor. Uh, <laughs> How, how long did you have to work that act up together? I think I just threw it at him. Okay, like, side of the stage. Yeah. Hey, 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 we're both Connors. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Okay, let's do that. Well, I'm thrilled with all the brushes with Neighbours alumni you've had. What a so, treat. Me too, Vaya. <laughs> me too. And you should watch Studio 3 on ABC3 where Connor works. Yep. <laughs> if you're 8 to 14 years old. Hey, look, no judgment. Hey, none taken. <laughs> watch whatever you want. I watch Neighbours every day, you know, (laughs) those in glass houses. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time.